Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Are TV soaps a big part of your Christmas Day? I know years ago I used to always watch them on the 25th of December. Well, I used to follow them years ago, but not anymore. In more recent years, though, I will say my, my mum and sister are big TV soap fans, so a lot of our Christmas Day will be dictated to by uh, EastEnders and Coronation Street, and I'm sure there's, uh, you know, bound to be some high drama in Fair City as well. But why is it that there's always some mass tragedy? There's always big drama. Like, always something huge happens on Christmas Day in the soaps. Soap writer Alan Flanagan is with us on the programme. Alan, why is Christmas such a big time for them? I think it's I think for, it's two things which I think are both very true is that I think from a viewer's point of view it's a dream for any kind of TV show that's on every day is that you get all these families together on the same day looking for something to do except for talk to each other which I think is one thing but but I think generally if you think about your own family when does the most dramatic stuff happen in the year it's on Christmas Day because everyone is thrown together and a lot of the stories that you remember from, from kind of Christmas Day are about family stuff because Christmas Day is often about families getting together who don't necessarily want to and it's true in real life and it's true in soap world so it's no kind of um, no surprise that a lot of the drama happens on those days. Yeah, well thankfully we haven't quite had, we played a clip of the uh, Cats Later from EastEnders, the You're Not My Mother scene that hasn't quite played out in our house just yet. (laughs) But there's always, it's always, you know, huge tragedy though, isn't it? Like there's always something major happens. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's, you know, all eyes are on telly on that day and you kind of want to, I know, like, so I write for Hollyoaks, I've been in Hollyoaks for about four or five years and like the stories that we're playing on Christmas Day around James and Steve and big characters like that, we know that that kind of sets us up going into the new year as well. It's, you know, like people who have maybe haven't caught the show for a while, as you were saying, will be tuning in because their family are watching it, their sisters, their brothers, their parents. And it's a chance when the eyeballs are on you to get as much attention as possible mm-hmm. and get all the stories in there. Um, but also I think it is just a very dramatic time of year. There's mulled wine and there's family haven't seen all year and it's bound to happen. Absolute recipe for disaster. <laughs> In other words, uh, Gary Brennan, broadcaster, is is with us as well, Alan. Are the Christmas soaps a cultural part of Ireland? Hi, Andrea. Yeah, like, they really are the most important thing on Christmas night for an awful lot of families. And the reason for it being as as was said just there, it's a captive audience in many ways. People are at home, they're sharing time in front of the television and it's a reflection of the society you live in. I mean, people are quite flippant about soap sometimes, but when they really watch them, they understand that soaps hit on issues that are really, really relevant. In many ways, soaps get to issues before other formats of media get to them. They get there first. And it's the culmination of the biggest storylines of the year. And they always go big. It's always reliable drama. And it's it's something that families do enjoy doing. And if you go back to the 80s and 90s before, you know, streaming and and being able to record things the way we do nowadays in the in the in the world of recording with tapes, VHS tapes mm. back then, EastEnders, Carnation Street, and Emmerdale would stagger their viewing times so that people wouldn't miss out on their favourite shows. So ITV would almost cooperate with the BBC for the three big soaps in the UK. That's how important they were to the audience that were watching them. Do you find? Um is there st- do they still have that same hold though Gary like now in 2023 though I think it is changing I mean we've seen a decline in the viewing uh, figures over the last few years in soaps but they still hold their own compared comparatively to all other programming out there so they're still very very important to the audience that watches them and it is a loyal audience let's not forget that people who are into soaps are Love really them. into 
soaps. Yeah, I covered soaps in Ireland AM for a while. And uh, <laughs> it was, I got a few tough uh, tough questions in the street if I, if I got something wrong or if I, you know, mispronounced a, a surname or something really, like that. Really, yeah. So they were loyal. Yeah, yeah loyal bunch. Um, soap director Jay Brannigan is is on the line as well, Gary and Alan. Jay, is there is there huge pressure to come up with you know something something dramatic for Christmas? Um, yeah, like I think it's something, and you know, I'm sure Alan can can talk to this as well. That I think soaps are generally, you know, by the time you get to this Christmas, you're already storylining for next Christmas, and um, and trying to figure out how to. Uh, basically capture that audience. For me, I think it all just comes down to a sense of maybe tradition. I think when the soap Christmas special kind of began on television with different soaps at different times, the TV landscape was substantially kind of smaller at that time of year. This was before the golden age of television and streaming. And I think as a result, they they are kind of a traditional part of the fabric of, of Christmas. And they're kind of the original event television mm. um, in a certain sense. So I think that's also kind of plays into why those storylines get really big, juicy, dramatic, tragic. And I think audience audiences in the past, you know, were kind of keen on that hour-long special F where they knew everything was going to be bigger and bolder. How far ahead are the Christmas storylines planned then? So it's nearly the guts of 12 months out. Um, it could be. I think it will be different show to show, but most most series, I think, would be storylining six to twelve months ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So when when w- you know the the you're on Fair City, Jay, at the moment, aren't you? Yes. Yes, yeah, I am. Yeah. I actually just shot the Christmas special a few weeks back. Oh, really? Just a few yes. a few weeks back? Yeah. Because I was just going to ask when when was it filmed? And um, what are you working on, Alan, at the moment? Uh, as in like in the timeline of Hollyoaks I think yeah. I'm writing for like a- April right now I think I'm generally about four or five months ahead when I start working on scripts um, uh, which is kind of to do with story stuff and story creation so I think, I'm thinking of like that inter- interesting question about Christmas as in I think next Christmas we don't know exactly what we're playing but you can kind of tell which stories you feel will be peaking around then like we've some massive stories kicking off in January and it feels like oh yeah they will naturally peak around Christmas because of the nature of like 12 month stories and things like that so it is that thing that you can kind of feel in the ether what will be your Christmas next year because of the types of stories you're playing over the year Yeah so, so when was the Hollyoaks Christmas you know episodes when was that filmed then? I think maybe two months ago. I know we have a longer lead in than the other soaps because if you watch Hollyoaks, we have a bit more of a, a, a glamorous feel to the way it's shot. But the nature of our set is slightly different from the other soaps, so we have a longer lead in time for shooting because we have a longer edit. So I think I remember Christmas decorations being up around September, October, I think, when I was modern on the set. Feeling slightly out of time. Yeah. I always feel for the actors as well having to celebrate Christmas so far. I know. Do you have, your, like looking back on, I know it's your own work as a, as a you know, as a writer, but do you have a favourite Christmas um, storyline, Alan, from over the years? Um, you know, I think, I think like the one that always, everyone always points to is Dan and Ange in, in EastEnders, which is before my time. I was I was but a, but a twinkle, I think, in my parents' eyes at that, at that point. But that's the most watched um, soap and the most watched piece of television in, in, in definitely British history, um, which is the nature of telly back then. I think I remember, because I was, I was, my mom uh, would have watched Corrie since I was a kid, so I was raised as a Corrie kid. But I remember the Christmas where it was Tracy versus Karen, and Karen's played by Saran Jones, and Tracy's played by Kate Ford, and they're both absolute weapons 
Christmas and it was a Christmas where they went for each other top of the factory crowbars trying to kill each other and it was absolutely it was just like the height of soap camp and drama and two actresses working at the top of their game as well it was great fun yeah, well, Will you ever forget when Tiffany died in EastEnders on Christmas Day? Oh, she, it was she heartbreaking she just, Look left, look right, Tiffany. Yeah, Martine McCutcheon, what happened? Like, I remember, I still remember sitting in the sitting room and watching uh, watching that particular episode. What about you, Jay? Do you have a, a favourite storyline? Christmas um, storyline? Well, one of the ones that sticks out for, for me, I think, is uh, Max and Stacey and the affair. In the standards, I remember yeah, it. In the standards, yeah. Um, Less tragic, but just very, very high drama, wild kind of, uh, yeah, familial trouble, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. That's one that sticks out for me. There's been a lot of explosive storylines, though, from the Christmas soap scary over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's their Super Bowl. It's the one they lead up to for the whole year. And to what was previously said, EastEnders this year have been planning this year's episode for over a year and a half. We saw last Christmas they did a flash forward uh, into what was going to happen a year later. And that shows you the importance that EastEnders are putting on their Christmas episodes. But it, it, the legacy of, of Soaps at Christmas, I mean, you've got the biggest storylines of all time. The Storm in Emmerdale, Cat and Alfie's wedding in EastEnders, as yeah. I said, Max and Stacey's affair, Den and Angie, one of the most viewed pieces of television in all of history. And there's always a perennial Phil Mitchell storyline in EastEnders. Yeah, the Mitchells always feature. Nice <laughs> whether, it's, uh, whether it was Grant over the year, in the early years or, uh, or Phil, who's, who's still there in it. Actually, I saw it on in the background of the house the other day and I was laughing. I was like, I can't believe Phil Mitchell is still such a huge, huge part of it. But you can, you can be sure that the, he'll definitely feature him uh, on the 25th of December. You've been looking ahead, though, Gary, to some... Um, I know we don't want to give spoilers for Christmas Day, but there's, there's some previews, I suppose, of what might happen. Well, yeah, you've got the big six storyline. It's called The Six, and the BBC have really gone all out on this one. They're pushing it for this Christmas. It's, they started last Christmas, as I said, the flash forward, and it's a murder. It's a whodunit, and it draws in all the characters from the square. It's going to be absolute must-see TV. And the BBC have done something different this year in the sense that they normally release the EastEnders uh, episode onto the iPlayer. They've said this year you have to watch it on BBC One. And obviously it's, it's broadcast in Ireland on RT1 too. It's but you have to watch it on TV to find out. So everyone finds out at the same time what's going on. Okay. Coronation Street, of course, are always doing what they what they do every year. They always have a brilliant Christmas. But Peter Barlow is a legacy character of the show. He's bowing out of the soap. And uh, we're going to be waving goodbye to him. I think he's got a special episode uh, to, uh, that involves him and Carla on Boxing Day, Stevens' Day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, great soap. Do you, um, it's got to be hard though, Alan, you know, there, there, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure on, on you um, as a scriptwriter to come up with these kind of storylines. Yeah, I mean, like I will say, I'm a writer and I love pitching in ideas for the show. But we have a full time story team, and they they they, they, they do the absolute um, like lion's share of the work on story stuff. But I think it's I think it's it's strange because Christmas has to be a massive peak, but it's not like it's a it's a weird one because it's not like we don't do season finales. It's like the world turns ever ever onwards. So once Christmas Day happens, suddenly it's Stephen's Day and it's New Year's and it's January. And I think it's just looking for the right story to peak at the right time. And I think at Christmas it, Christmas it often is 
family stuff because I think when you talk about the, the the Stacey affair in EastEnders, that was because when you when you throw a family together at Christmas, that's when an affair is going to come out. And I think looking for those things that feel like they are big and juicy and dramatic, but also inherently feel Christmassy and family based and human, um, and finding that middle ground and, and the right story for it. But yeah, but it's it's also a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a texter here who says our entire family dinner is planned around um, the was sorry was timed around the soaps when I was much younger. The whole house would actually stop so my parents could sit down and watch uh, watch the soaps. Absolutely nothing interrupted it. I know that was pretty much the same in, in our house as well. And there's probably an element of your, you know, you want to be social so everybody sits maybe in the one room, whether it's the kitchen or the, the sitting room and tunes in to watch the Christmas Christmas I- Day soaps. I think that's a massive thing, though, is that yeah. like we're all, I think at Christmas we're all looking for a common language, a way to talk to each other. And the fact that a grandchild of 10 years old and a grandparent of 70 or 80 can sit, can sit around watching the telly and they can say, like, if I come home Christmas, I'll be like pointing at the telly being like, oh God, how's Tracy doing? And having that sense of connection, I think soaps are one of the last shows that you can do that with because parents might stick on the crown at Christmas, but the 10 year old will fall asleep or the 15 year old might want to throw on euphoria, but the, the grandmother will be scandalized. Soaps offer a, a kind of common language, especially at a time of year when we're all spending time together. And I think that's why everyone should sit down and watch them. And it's also just great crack. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I've no doubt I'll, uh, by default, I'll probably, Alan, end up having to watch quite a few of them on, uh, on Monday, but I look forward to it. Listen, soap writer, Alan Flanagan, broadcaster, Gary Brennan and uh, soap director, Jay Brannigan as well. Thanks to you all for joining us and happy Christmas. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.